Welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Ama Apia. Today's episode is all about how we can use positivity to drive healthy self-control. Like Taylor Swift says in her song, 22, the side effects of being a 22-year-old include being happy, free, confused, and lonely all at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Oh, yeah. Knowing this, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we can use happiness and our freedom to make good choices that lead us to being the best version of ourselves. And to help me out with this, I brought out my friend Christina O'Connor, the literal CEO of Sunshine, I kid you not, to talk about the ways she learned to do this in college and how she continues to apply it in her daily life. I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. I know it was a really fun one. It was very conversational, just like two friends catching up after months of not seeing each other. And I really hope to follow this format in the upcoming guest episodes as well. So it's just gonna be very chill, very relaxed, just a good fun time just talking about the things that we just talk about as friends, like what I would literally normally talk about with them over text or something. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy. But before we get into the episode, I do want to talk a little bit about Anchor. And Anchor is a platform that I actually use to upload my episodes for you all to listen to. And I want to talk about it because a few of you have reached out to me saying that you are inspired to also start your own podcast and you want to know the ways in which you can do that. So I want to be able to provide that resource for you. Anchor is free. It, there's a lot of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. So it's very easy, very accessible. And you have everything you need in order to make a podcast all in one place. So you have the jingles, like non-copyrighted jingles set on there. You can monetize your podcast. You can distribute your podcast on any platform you want to. It's all there. and It's very easy. So if you want to start a podcast and you're interested in that, make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started right now. And with that, I'm going to head right into the episode. Hope you enjoy and see you soon. Bye. Is this working? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so (laughs) awesome. Christy. (laughs) How are you? How are you? I want to put on a face mask. No, you're like you, this is perfect because um, like this is what the bonnet talks is all about. Just us looking just like this. It's fine. You really should have put a face mask on though. It really would have worked I out. Sh- well. See, I put on moisturizer, ah. but you can't see it, but my skin is just glowing compared <laughs> to what it's been before. You just don't look like that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead, but how are you? You're good? I'm good. How are you? I have not seen your beautiful face in uh, who knows how long. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy because, so if you guys don't know, Christina and I have been friends for how long, I think? Um, Like since junior year now? Before we were born. So whatever (laughs) happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happened before that. But um, I met Christina my junior year. So that was two years ago. So we've been friends since then and we lived in the same building and I would see her all the time. But since graduating and, you know, she's a busy bee, I have not seen her or like like, she's nowhere to be found. So the fact that she even is making time for me (laughs) right now. We're both busy bees. I'm shook, but I am so excited for you to be here. And um, Christina is my first guest on this podcast, which is, I think is very good because she is like the epitome of like what this show is about (laughs) just being completely relatable and motivating and driven and that is why i wanted to have her on because i think you know she inspires me and 
I think she'll be able to inspire you all as well. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Um, for episodes with guests, if they are someone I know like from UConn or something like that, someone I'm close with, I'm going to be starting off these episodes with a segment called TBT. So acronym for the show is the Bonnet, like the Bonnet Talks acronym is TBT. And obviously TBT also stands for like throwbacks. So I wanted to know what your favorite memory of us is okay the funny thing is i would always jump to say that i don't have one favorite moment in general but i cannot think about a relationship without thinking about the moment that i arrived home from a dance and i closed my door and i hadn't even taken off my heels and i heard a knocking on my dorm room Oh my god. And it was you in your bonnet and your face mask <laughs> eager to ask me, not even letting me, you know, breathe for one second, eager to ask me how my night was because you knew how excited I was and how much I'd gone into planning everything and the date and the dress and and it was just it was the best best part of the night. I had had so much fun dancing on the dance floor because I am Senorita want to dance all the time, but it was that after <laughs> just chit chat with you that was just such a beautiful moment that just marked our friendship in such a special way. No, it's funny because so I was going to share mine too, but I couldn't decide between two moments. And I also okay. was going to mention that dance <laughs> with the dominoes and the face mask and the butt. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to mention the that. brownie. The brownies. Oh my gosh, guys. Every single time I would beg Christina, I'd be like, let's get Domino's. And the first thing I'd get would be the marble cookie brownie. And I literally would, I could eat that for days on end if I could, if I had the opportunity. And you but. would, and you would. <laughs> and you, every time I saw you, you would, you would order Domino's pizza. You would ask first. You would ask if you could order the pizza and the brownies, <laughs> even though I knew it's what you loved. And of course I said yes. And you you always looked like you could step onto a runway and i was like how does your diet match because i i can't do that you know i, I have to balance <laughs> i get a lot i get that a lot and i'm just like well, i don't understand like it shows believe me it shows all the bodies show i promise you that but so that definitely was one of my favorite moments that i was going to bring up but i also mm -hmm. wanted to bring up um coming back it was my first day of senior year coming back and seeing Christina freaking out and then she brought me to visit one of her guys her guy friends and was like hey can we like borrow the moped yeah <laughs> yeah that's the other moment I was thinking of too okay so we're on the same page I love that I love that for us oh my but, gosh so we literally go to his apartment I have guys I have no idea who he is like this is the first time I've ever met him and we show up and she goes, yeah, can we just take a ride on your moped? And he's like, sure. And I was like, this guy really is going to like let us get take his moped? Like, okay. So we get on. And this was the time when the Drake In My Feelings Challenge was really popular. So we were riding around campus doing the In My Feelings Challenge. And people are like looking at us. And we're just screaming on the moped, just driving around. And I was actually looking at the video the other day um, of us on the moped just riding dirty. <laughs> That was another moment that just, when I see the video, because of course I have the video, 
that you were taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me filming the It just thing. brings so much happiness, you know? We just didn't care. I mean, that two was also, girls. It was also wind like, in our face. It was literally singing. I, I know. Yeah, it looked like a, felt like a movie with the wind in our face, just chilling. You know, it was so funny. But it was also funny because people texted me afterwards and they were like, "Did we just see you on the back of a moped just riding around campus?" And I was like, "Yes, that was me. <laughs> I claim that." <laughs> but the number okay. of circles we did, we definitely yeah. saw a lot of people and yeah. multiple times too. <laughs> multiple times going into the podcast podcast um obviously i know you very well and a lot of people who know me will know you because we were like inseparable but for those um who are listening to this for the first time and do not know who you are could you give us a little bit of an introduction as to again like who are you and like what do you do and what excites you whatever whatever spiel you have for us sure sure so hi everyone so i didn't say hi in the beginning to you guys <laughs> so it's like seeing i'm in space because we're on a zoom call um, my name's Christina. I am a last semester nursing student at UConn. So I actually just before we started the Zoom call, uh, started the Zoom call, I um, finished some of my last assignments for some of my classes. Oh my god! So I'm a very excited future nurse um, <laughs> that loves all things AMA and self-growth <laughs> and inspiration and just seeking little moments and memories to just smile about and just feel all warm inside. This is about you and not about me. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I'm welcome. fabulous, but you know. <laughs> you are, you are. It's crazy to me that you were in your like this is it like this is i think this is what one more week and then you hit finals you right a lot of finals still right i only have one final really wait that's I really do. shocking oh my god i only have one final and it's for a um spanish history class really and then all my other classes don't have finals, mainly because they're all preparing me for the nursing examination, the NCLEX. So my oh. true final test will be whether or not I can pass that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the biggest final of all. Yeah, so that's the one you should be worried about. <laughs> right? I didn't, I didn't know you were taking a Spanish history class. I am. So I had one more content area class to fulfill for UConn's core requirements. And I came upon this course. Originally, I thought this would be a cute class that I'd be able to, you know, watch some films and answer some quick quizzes and just complete my requirement. But it was, you know, starting this course that, for those of you that don't know, my mom is from Ecuador and her family originally comes from Spain. So while I enrolled in this course just to check off a requirement, it was sitting down watching each of these films and reading about the history and analyzing what people's lives were like and the impact it's had on today that I started thinking more about my family's history and how that led to who we are today as a family. And it's been a really cool journey. No, and I have a final for that. <laughs> 
classroom. And she, <laughs> the one final, I know it's always those gen ed requirements. Now, right. Christina is like, she embraces her Latina side. She is I like, do. <laughs> I do. Say your full, I want to hear you, like, look, Christy, I want to hear Ooh, the name. Full name, full <laughs> name. So, nickname, I definitely go by La Christy, but. Since I was little, I have absolutely loved telling everyone I meet and just anyone who has, you know, the capability to hear my voice that my name is Cristina Mario Connor González Rubio. I get like whiplash hearing that. I'm like, oh my right? God. <laughs> she, you've had a lot of awesome opportunities to um, visit Ecuador, right? Um, and work yes. in hospitals because um, she again she is a nursing student and she spent her summers right I th- you want to go and talk about that a little bit um, literally working in hospitals and working with newborns and is that correct yes yes so since I was in my mother's stomach um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> since I was in the womb I have been going to Ecuador just about every summer. When I was younger, we would go for more time. And as we got older, um, our summer break from school ended up being the perfect moment for us to head to Ecuador. Um, So as I got older, my parents told us that we had to go for at least two weeks. But if we wanted to stay for longer, that was an opportunity that Mm -hmm. we could take up. And every time as long as my sports or whatever else I was doing for school didn't interfere, I said, send me for the entire summer. (laughs) So (laughs) I would go and starting in, I think it was 2016. No, before that, before that. So starting when I was probably a sophomore in high school, I would go down, visit family and spend my mornings in the early afternoon at either a children's hospital or a hospital for women. Mm-hmm. And I would follow nurses. I would follow physicians. I would chit-chat with everyone and the patients and try to figure out what future career I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. But also just got lost in, again, like I said earlier, someone who just searches for those moments of, of bliss and just making the most of everything. And I just loved that no matter whether it was giving tissues to a mother who just lost her newborn, I felt like I could give back. I could make a difference in someone's life, even if it wasn't some grand gesture. So I just loved spending time at the bedside. And I, to this day, am really close with a lot of the physicians that I worked with and they see me as their you know American adopted daughter even though I have a wonderful family they they're my extended family and Mm -hmm. I think there's nothing more beautiful than an experience where your passion combines with science right and I was I was just gonna say you just when you describe that I could just see the passion in the heart you know, and you just describing that and how much it means to you. And it looks like those early moments that you had, the opportunities you had to go there and really be at the bedside and be at the front lines really fostered that passion. And when did you know that that was exactly that you, 
something nursing was what you wanted to do? So I knew for a really long time that I wanted to help people. Like if mm-hmm. you were to ask me when I was a child, I always wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that a family friend who's basically a cousin for us, since all of my cousins are in, um, down in Ecuador. So it was this family friend that said, Christina, I would love to talk to you about the journey I decided to take into nursing and she mm-hmm. is now a nurse practitioner so she talked to me about wanting to be a nurse and then a nurse practitioner and she talked to me and said christina this is something that i just feel like would be a perfect match for you mm. and she talked about the you know the brain of a doctor and the heart of a nurse and how that can come together in this journey to becoming a nurse practitioner and and how much room it provided for self-growth and connection with patients and making a living out of that innate desire to help people and hold their hand in difficult moments and hug them in beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I just knew that, you know, nursing was that next move for me. And honestly, throughout nursing school, I realized and just grown in respect for nurses and especially these times of course just Mm -hmm. everything that they do and the moments that they miss out on to be there providing their patients care love whatever they need Mm -hmm. um hours into their shift you know you can you can run into a nurse that has not slept in who knows how long and has been on her feet for who knows how long and she will still run back into the room and say I'm so sorry I forgot to give you you know that extra peanut butter you asked for Mm -hmm. and it might seem so small but to the nurse it's it's important that you feel like a loved and worthy human being when you're at your most vulnerable I think it's amazing that for you you know, someone was able to kind of pick up on that flame in you. Mm-hmm. I was lucky. Age. And if anyone knows Christina, you, you will know the flame that I'm talking about because that one, <laughs> she is crazy, but she, she is passionate. Yeah, so people are going to hear crazy and they're going to think the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, people see your passion and it's not just in medicine. It's not just in nursing or science, but you have applied that in all aspects of life. And I think that's what people really admire you for. And it's, I mean, it's admirable because sometimes it's hard, especially in these situations where, you know, it seems like we've had everything stripped from us. People find it hard to kind of find that silver lining, but I feel like, and I I love to kind of go into this a little bit more but I feel like for someone like you based on what I know of you and what you put out into the world you still try and find that positivity within everything you do Um, and I know I'm sure it's not easy for you all the time because I know how busy you are and I know how crazy things can get and then on top of that pandemic happens right and Mm -hmm. you're a senior you're a graduating senior Mm -hmm. and look at 
how you've had your senior year pretty much stripped from you. Like you're the best semester. This is the semester that people always view as the time of your life. If you go to UConn, you, you will know that seniors are in the line for TEDs for at least an hour and a half. And when you get in there, you're so happy. And it's, like, it's true. It's definitely true that my semester is ending in a way I would never have anticipated. But none of this is anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. And that has been one of the most profound reflections um, that I've had because we can focus on what I'm not going to have. We can focus on those moments and those memories that no longer are going to happen. Or we can focus on what we have in front of us. And it's Mm -hmm. times like these that you really think about and remember what matters in life. Mm-hmm. We are all in quarantine. We're in isolation. We are not interacting with our friends in the ways that we've done before and love so much. And as someone who is, you know, I always love talking about love languages and how you feel oh loved, gosh, respected. <laughs> as someone who just thrives on my love of hugs and close physical human connection and physical touch. touch trust me i have almost squeezed my dog <laughs> to the point of <laughs> her like disappearing whenever i come around because i just want to cuddle <laughs> and i really it's it's times like these that you realize you can't control everything but there are aspects of your life that you can exert some control over that you get to decide where you'd like to spend your time mm-hmm. and your energy. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to be in a way more selective so that I can, you know, kind of squeeze some more richness and depth out of daily activities that I do, but that I decide to do that. I t- decide mm-hmm. to engage in mm-hmm. because ultimately you know, we have to decide what truly matters to us and think about the future and who we'd like to see ourselves become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then step back and say, I cannot become that full blossomed individual out of thin air. Right. Once everything is fulfilled, only then can we start doing anything meaningful. Because right. some people are looking at this pandemic and saying, if you have not written three novels, blah, 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 what were you doing? Right. Yep. Right. Yep. I was just talking about this today. I actually just filmed a podcast. I was this morning, I filmed a podcast just about that, about mm-hmm. how, you know, social media and our quick accessibility to seeing what everyone else is doing is adding pressure. I don't know if mm-hmm. that is how you, you've, if you've seen that, but I feel like because everyone has 100%. been posting like, oh, I'm doing this and oh, I'm doing that, people are creating deadlines and pressures for themselves that are based on non-existent like you know i I don't know how to explain this but because we see that we compare ourselves and we feel like okay we're not doing enough and then we add more pressure to ourselves and like i i love that you mentioned social media and pressure because had you asked me weeks ago i would have said yes and gone off and probably said how a platform like Instagram, you know, personally can affect people. But I 
decided for myself to, as I sometimes do, but this time for, <laughs> you know, I've committed to it. I've deleted applications off of my phone. So not my accounts. So I still have my accounts, mm-hmm. um, but I've deleted off of my phone, particularly Instagram. So I deleted Facebook. Um, but the most profound effect was deleting Instagram mm-hmm. because it stopped that natural habit that comes out of boredom mm. of reaching for my phone and just scrolling mm-hmm. because what happens you start to scroll you get lost in photos of either other people's realities or other people's throwbacks and sometimes your brain just can't tell the difference between what has actually happened mm. versus what you're imagining in your head those comparisons start and I don't know about you but whenever I mindlessly scroll on Mm -hmm. social media I don't feel rejuvenated after right and I almost forgot that it was myself that was you know putting Mm -hmm. me in those situations right you know yeah I was draining my own energy and so putting my Instagram aside for a little bit was the best move I've made for me personally, because what I realized is I'm craving like so many of us humans crave just deeper connection, Mm -hmm. real authentic love in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, love Mm -hmm. just being respect, admiration, all that, all those fun things. Mm -hmm. Um, and those can come in the form of written or spoken words. I've received a lot of cards that have been the most beautiful thing ever. Um, I've been, you know, texting more, and it's it hasn't been just this focus of putting my energy in, you know, swiping and not swiping, swiping up and now whatever, liking uh, <laughs> people's photos. It's been more. Right. Oh, I saw. You know, maybe I logged into Instagram on my computer Uh, and just quickly checked and saw that someone posted some wonderful news and then I text them a congratulation and we start a conversation right fosters that connection Mm -hmm. as opposed to this mindless disconnected swiping that can just Mm -hmm. happen without real recognition of where time has gone (laughs) i know yeah and with every day that passes in quarantine i still cannot tell what day it is what lifetime this is like what (laughs) right but you know i find it interesting that you say um that instagram i mean instagram and social media platforms basically made you feel more disconnected than connected Mm -hmm. and the intention of these platforms is to really connect each other right but you actually felt the opposite, it seems like. And I, I also feel, have felt the same way. And I think it's interesting that we, it seems like we as humans tend to equate likes and comments as, or equate it to self-worth, <laughs> self-worth, love. No, they like, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's true. someone likes something on our Instagram page, it's like, oh, like they, they care about me. They like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they equate it to love. And so, mm-hmm. well, maybe we, d- we post something and we don't get the amount of likes that mm-hmm. 
are anticipated or we don't see like a lot of commentary on it or if we you know decide to post something and um or we decide not to post something and someone else does and we see how many people are liking their stuff it's like well does that mean i also have to do the same thing to also feel like people still care it's kind of like people think that it's confusing it's very confusing, <laughs> it's, confusing. it's this journey for whether or not you see it as it for external validation mm-hmm. if if you let it control you and that's why i said i deleted the app but i didn't delete the account because whenever i post something i check in with myself or i try to be as honest as possible and check in with myself and say why am i posting this mm-hmm. and for me my instagram account has become a collection of beautiful moments and memories and when I look at it, I authentically see myself. I see La Cristi. I don't see mm-hmm. this false image that I want others to believe in. I, I see an authentic representation of my life and my values. Mm. And so I believe platforms like Instagram are incredible places with so many opportunities, we just have to check in with ourselves. So I personally know that I cannot stop scrolling once I get in one of those ruts. So if I delete the app from my phone for a little while, it doesn't have to be for forever, Mm -hmm. I regain some of that self-control over my time in my life that I need to feel energized. Right, right. And I think that that self-control is something that we are looking for right now, especially Mm -hmm. in this time of quarantine, because right now everything is out of our control. Instagram kind of gives us a false sense of, of control because social media, you are technically allowed to post whatever you want, whenever you want, um, be creative in the ways that you want to be, um, create the persona that you want to portray to people. Mm-hmm. And that makes you, that gives you that sense of like, oh yeah, I have control over this. I have control over what people see of me. Yeah. I, like a, an immediate gratification from that, but it's not sustainable. It's not something that mm-hmm. really gives you what you're looking for. And um, that's why I think it's, it's, it's incredible that you're bringing this up because I literally was just, <laughs> I, I was literally just having a talk. We didn't plan this, people. We did not plan this, guys, at all. Platforms like Instagram are tools. They mm. should not encompass our every thought, our every ounce of energy. Mm-hmm. They are tools, just like your email, just like Google, but they shouldn't drive our lives they shouldn't control Mm -hmm. our lives we should be the ones in control Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we should be the ones in control of how much time and energy we give to these platforms and we should be analyzing how we feel because Mm -hmm. if you do absolutely anything in life and give it tons of time and energy and you feel horrible after it's to your own benefit that you analyze that situation and say, you know what? You know, either I'm glad or I'm not glad that I did it. You're welcome to say either one. But what can I learn from this? Right. Mm-hmm. And how can I grow as an individual and move forward in happiness? And how can I continue to find joy in life by selectively deciding where to put my energy and time? It kind of reminds me of what I say about men. 
<laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and that is a whole other podcast episode that's coming later this season. Stay tuned. <laughs> it reminds me of what I say about men because I always say that, you know, men shouldn't be, or having a boyfriend or girlfriend, a partner, that shouldn't be the end all be all. The person should be someone that enhances your experience. Yeah, they exactly. So I kind of see when you say that Instagram is a tool or social media is like a tool, it should be a tool to enhance your experience and show things that you're excited about and unapologetically excited about the mm-hmm. things that showcase your values, things like kind of what you said had said before. It's so funny that we're, we're literally on the same way. We always do this. We always do. We this. do. We do. But I think that's why you've had, no, I, I don't think. I know that's why we can go months without seeing each other and mm-hmm. still come back and relate because we, we, we share a lot of the same morals and values and we think on this deeper level and we like to go all intellectual um no seriously guys this is what we this is what we talk about over dominoes if you guys think we do after we talk about the boys this is what we discuss i think we we just love we love life we do and we have embraced who we are in our journeys and because of that we're unapologetic Mm -hmm. and i agree Whatever we set our minds to, we go for it 100%. And if it doesn't work out for us, we learn from it. We don't just throw our hands up. And that's why, that's exactly why we've gotten to these points where looking at each other, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at you and I'm like, I am so proud of you. And you're looking at me and you're like, girl, I'm proud of you. And yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's because we've accomplished so much inside and out and done so much work to just keep growing right mm-hmm. and and, and that is shows, what, you know and like that's that face why... mask it makes us glow <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> it's just like that we're face masks for each other you know no, i love we love face, face masks, masks. <laughs> but you know it's it's um i want to kind of talk about what you were saying before you know you've you seem to be using this time to reflect And you decided that, you know, Instagram and social media, like that wasn't for you. You don't want it to be your form of self-control. And something that I always say is that I think for us, especially as 20-something-year-olds, it's very important for us to take inventory on ourselves. And it's very important to check Mm -hmm. in and say, okay, what am I standing for? What have I been doing? What do I want to do next? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. And what at this moment in time is my priority? Because our priorities change so much at this age, right? Especially when there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my me right now, the AMA right now is not the same as the senior year AMA that you mm-hmm. very well. And so since you've been reflecting on this during this time, I'm, I would like to know how you've been taking inventory on yourself and what are the ways you suggest to our listeners um, to do the same? So I love that you asked that question because part of me was wanted to text you ahead of time and say, hey, I would love to talk about what I did before I went to college. And so Mm -hmm. what I did before I went to college is I wrote myself a letter. Okay. I wrote myself a letter and I told myself, this is who you are. This is who you need in your life. This is what 
You know, these are the things that make you happy. I talked about my family. I talked about my values. I talked about my standards. I talked about my morals. I talked about my aspirations. I talked about some of my strengths and some of my weaknesses. And throughout my college career, and especially in, you know, this transition period and quarantine and pandemic and everything, I keep referring to this letter and it brings me so much peace and it centers me when I read my own self-declaration of Mm. who I am. This is what I love because sometimes we get so lost in our daily and endless to-do lists. Mm -hmm. We get lost in whatever classes we're taking and whatever job requirements we have to fulfill. We get so caught up in life and then we see other people's, you know, the grass always seems greener in someone else's lawn. We see other people's final you know, products we see. Right. Yeah. We never see the process. Living what might seem like perfect lives and then we compare our own. And so often we forget that while we grow innately, we have those same, we have that same foundation. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say that I am so different in the sense that I've grown so much. Mm -hmm. But I am the same family-loving individual mm-hmm. that wrote that letter going into freshman year. Right. And I just love reminding myself, mm-hmm. this is who I am. Right. You know, and I think it's so one of the best pieces of advice I would give anyone, especially someone who is about to go into college i think it's a great time to you know write this letter but just to have an easily accessible um, letter to yourself to remind yourself of what matters to you so you can get clarity in a moment of confusion because life throws things at us like this pandemic how many times have i said (laughs) that pandemic (laughs) life is constantly going to throw things your way that you're going to have to decide how you're going to react. And when you're in that moment of, geez, I don't know what to do. How can I, you know, how can I even start thinking about my next steps? Personally, I go to that letter and I read it and I just breathe. I breathe and it's, it's like this, okay, you know what? This is what matters to me. I'm, I was, you know, I might have felt a little lost, but, but no, this is what matters to me. And now that I've been refreshed on that, I feel ready to tackle the world, right. <laughs> whatever the world right. might be throwing at me. And, and I also do want to mention, you know, Christina's incredibly mature. Like people think when they first meet her, they think she's 25. Am I wrong? people literally you you are not wrong you're not wrong (laughs) so so the fact and this has actually happened to her before where people definitely guess the wrong age (laughs) and the fact that she wrote that letter um right before college i mean 
to, I feel like to many people that might have been early because I, I'm sitting here thinking as you're saying that, thinking, wow, like she really knew who she was like <laughs> at 18 or 17 years old before she went to college. And she wrote that to herself. Um, and I would even say to our listeners that having that kind of information, whether it's in a journal entry or just even a note on your phone right after you graduate college, I think that is an amazing starting point because can confirm as someone who is approaching her one year of post-grad, you will change. And if you take inventory on yourself, which I highly recommend you do, you will realize more and more of what matters most to you and those things will change and those can change month to month in postgrad things just happen like mm-hmm. <laughs> you, it's such a confusing time i think just being a 20 something year old is just such a transient um highly fluctuating time that you know you literally just have to adjust to anything and everything <laughs> you know at any point <laughs> and to have something to reference back to at a time where um, you wrote something right after college, I think is I think that that's a really great idea, um, because it will, as Christina, as you said, like it will bring you back to what really matters most to you and who you are as a person. And I, it's funny because I actually had dinner with my friend Erin. I think um, was it two, before the pandemic, so like two months ago. <laughs> I was forever ago. Yeah, you know, forever ago at this point, but we had a similar conversation um, and I was telling her how things have been going for me pretty much. And she, it was funny because she was saying how based on what I was, I was telling her, I kind of went back to the person I was in high school. Now only few, many few people from UConn know how I was in high school because you know, they all got, we all graduated together and Erin has been one of my longest friends. And when I was talking to her about the things that I've decided to do in postgrad and the things that I prioritize and how I feel about myself, she was like, wow, like this is the person that's talking right now is the person I knew in high school, the person mm-hmm. who had these certain values and felt this way about these things. And she loved um, X, Y, and Z. And she was passionate about this. And she said to me, she said, you know, not that you lost that in college. I think you've grown and you learned different things and you've approached them differently as you should. Mm-hmm. But she could tell that I've, I've recentered and I found myself again in the way that I decided to approach post-grad. And so it's so interesting that you say that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that a lot of graduating seniors who are going through so much right now, my heart goes out to all of you. Um, I think what you did is incredibly admirable. And I think it's something that everyone should do. And, and I, I'm wondering because, you know, you are so busy all the time. You are, you know, doing all these tough, tough nursing classes. You have clinical, you're driving to Boston, you, you know, you're doing all these things, just trying to be a student and just trying to be a 20 something year old. And that's hard in itself. How do you find the time? How do you find the time to say to yourself, hey, like, I need this today. Like, today mm-hmm. is self-care. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to, this is what I need to do. And ways in which yeah. you do that. And how do you find the time? So I love that you use the term busy. Because as a college student, as a nursing student in particular, I speak from my own experience, sometimes... No, not even sometimes. Almost all the time. 
I would feel like I needed to be busy. If I wasn't busy, I was, I was not doing something I should be doing. Right. Um, I would feel like if I'm not studying for the NCLEX or doing my assignments, I should be studying for the NCLEX. And it was just, I would have these moments where I didn't see self-care as something that should take priority. Mm. And my professors, actually, as the years and semesters went by, started focusing so much on self-care because they realized that new grads were having such a tough time adapting to life in that stressful first year of nursing that everyone talks about Mm -hmm. because they didn't feel they had the toolbox and the knowledge and the resources regarding self-care that professors are now instilling in our education, in our courses, Mm -hmm. to make sure that we know the importance of and the ways to provide ourselves self-care because you cannot give your 100% best self unless you have 100% to start. Yep. You know, you absolutely have to recharge before you can produce anything. Just like our, our, you know, we charge our devices nightly. Without even thinking it, we plug in our phone, we plug in our laptop and maybe we look and we see that it's at 1% and we freak and we go and we plug it in, but we don't always have that same reaction when we're at 1%. That is so you, true. You know, you don't, you don't want to let your really device don't. or yourself get to 1%, but it happens. It's, it's normal. It's okay. But when you get to that point and you check in with yourself and you realize whatever percentage you're at, then you have to take that extra step and, you know, figuratively plug yourself in, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I started analyzing in a way. I love critical thinking. I think that's also why I love being a nurse, that the constant <laughs> just how can, you know, how can things be better or more efficient or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started analyzing where my time was disappearing because Mm -hmm. I have, you know, wonderful friends who seem to be getting more done than I was and getting more squeezed into the same 24 hours that we all have. And it was actually thinking about my sister who is a wonderful, absolutely wonderful human, beautiful inside and out she's an event planner and she loves planning the most incredible days weekends trips etc and i was like how how is she getting so much out of life and living so much and like how, how can i have that and yeah, i realized I it's, it's right i was like how does she do it and <laughs> give me some of that that's when it sunk in again she has the exact same 24 hours every day that I do. There's no difference there. Mm-hmm. We're both blessed with, you know, very similar resources and it's not it's not 
that I can't go out and, you know, spend a weekend with family and friends and at their place or whatever, whatever the plan is, it's that I have to take that um, control over my time and say, you know what, I want this and I, and I need to put it in my schedule. Yeah. I need to put it mm-hmm. in my schedule. I need to make my priorities actually show up on my calendar. Yeah. Because my calendar just started filling up with, here's what I need to do, and then empty, empty space. So as you know, you have this assignment due here, here's a block. You have an assignment due here, here's a block. And I would just sort of free fly as far as how I would spend my time leading up to when those assignments were due and I had those quizzes. And it wasn't until I started realizing that by not planning out my life and, you know, by being, I always, I, I didn't want to be less spontaneous. I was like, I love being spontaneous. Christina you tell is the me, most spontaneous person my, I've I mean, ever met. You know, my, my, uh, <laughs> a close, close dear friend of mine told me, hey, if you come to Ecuador, we can have an incredible three-week vacation. Um, I have everything. I will have everything planned. You just get yourself here. And I did that and had the most incredible time of my life. Mm. But spontaneity in those beautiful moments have to accompany some planning, some acknowledgement of where your time goes so that Mm. you can enter that block of reserved me time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have it written down somewhere that says, I will spend this time to this time set to work on something and accomplish it and get it done, get what I need to done then I can't move on to what I want to do and what's going to be fun and what's going to allow me to recharge. And so for me, I started setting reminders on my phone hmm. when I was back on I was back on campus. When I was on Rip. campus, I would have a reminder come in around seven o'clock that said, start getting ready for bed. And even though I wasn't actually going to bed anywhere close to seven o'clock p.m. <laughs> This little reminder was like, hey, you you need to start slowing it down. Hmm. So what did that mean? You know what? I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes, finish up what I can, be productive, and give myself these limits because personally, if you you give me two days to accomplish something or five months, I will finish it 24 hours before it's due. (laughs) I I will start it 24 hours before it's due and I will finish it right before it's due. (laughs) So by giving myself these constraints, I freed up so much more time to be spontaneous, which is what I love. Yeah. So I, I just loved that epiphany that mm-hmm. came from always telling people like, oh yeah, everything's good. Like, you know, people would ask how everything's going and I would say, oh, super good. You know, just busy. And I started realizing like, what am I busy with? Like I am, I am mm-hmm. busy twiddling my thumbs, taking forever to do one thing yeah. because I keep checking Instagram or keep getting up to open the fridge mindlessly to, I don't know, see if, see if there's like a cake that magically appeared. I don't know. 
right? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> big right? dreams, big moves. Uh. I, you know, and I, you know what I love? You seem to, I mean, you know you're spontaneous. And anyone who's close to Christina knows how spontaneous she is. And I am. Someone who, like me, I'm very detailed. I'm a planner. And I'm just like, all right, Christina. <laughs> we pause for And one that's why I thrive having friends like you. Because now I can put it into my schedule. Oh, I'm a plan for us to have... <laughs> A Zoom call at 7.15. Right. <laughs> and then I could be spontaneous with my time mother. Wise. <laughs> exactly. No, but see, so you know yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You've. I think you've taken, what you've shown me is that you've taken the time to evaluate who you are as a person. What are the ways I can still accomplish what I need to mm -hmm. in a way that fits me? You've built that over time. But I also think that... Um, in order for that to happen as well, I think we need to be having these conversations more often. Um, and what was really amazing was that your professors are building this conversation into their curriculum. They're, they're yes. saying, this is what's important. And they're allowing for that discussion to happen in the classroom so you can actually talk to your peers about that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, I think that's key because right now with our culture in America, we tend to be so busy that we can't have these conversations. I just feel there's so much external pressure on people to be busy. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's these, mm -hmm. and the concept of busy does not mean productive. Right. There are so many books out there that show you and tell you ways that you can accomplish so much in so little time and like earlier we were talking about you can spend what seems like forever on one task that is not going to bring you closer to the best version of yourself that's not going to impact you deeply or you can take the amount of time that you need to complete an important but not that, you know, soul-heavy task and then focus on what you like to do, what gives you happiness, what brings you joy. So busy isn't necessarily a good thing, mm -hmm. you know? If, you, if you're feeling just constantly stressed and you're just feeling like you don't have any control in your life, you're like a hamster in a wheel. <laughs> no, right? That's perfect. <laughs> like who forced you into that wheel? Oops, it might have been yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah, you might. You exactly. That's exactly. the hardest thing to do is to realize so much of our lives is a consequence. I don't mean that in a bad way, but in a negative connotation. But is a result of the decisions we've made. And there are so many decisions that are made by other people that affect us that we have no con there there are so many factors that take control out of our lives, but there are so many opportunities for us to take control and to just breathe mm -hmm. our life or whatever we authentically want it to be. Right. Exactly. Oh.
I just, I'm just like so, oh, my, I'm like touched. <laughs> I'm so touched. And I think this was such a great conversation. And it, it's made me realize a lot of things, but also reaffirm a lot of the mm, things that I... I like the reaffirm. Yeah. And the learning. Yeah, no, I, it really reaffirms a lot of the things, the thoughts that I've had and the mm-hmm. conversations that I've had with others. And honestly, that makes me feel really good about myself. So thanks. <laughs> and that is that. It's funny that you say that. I, and I'm glad that we're on video too, because it's nice to be able to, I get to see her smile. Sorry, guys. It's yeah, really good too. <laughs> um, but I always, I always like to say that my personal mission in life is for every single person I encounter mm-hmm. and every single time I encounter them, I want to leave them feeling just a little bit more happy. Right. And if I can give someone a smile, if I can just be a source of light. Yeah, me too. That's exactly it. Then I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to do it because you, no one knows the depth and the journey that each individual individual's on, Mm -hmm. but you can have such a big impact, such a positive impact on the people around you and then yourself as well. Mm -hmm. When you just, Share that inner glow. Right, exactly. And it doesn't if hurt. Got it. <laughs> if you've got it. If you've got it at the moment. We, have, I mean, we, can't, we can't deny that we all can go through rough patches and we might not have that glow. So no one is forcing you to, you know, fake a, fake a smile when you don't feel like it. But if you do feel like smiling, you could give a little glow to someone who doesn't feel like smiling, you know? Right. Exactly. And then maybe you'll make them a little happier. Oh, sappy Christina things. <laughs> Just sappy Christina things. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank and you for I, having me. I hope you... Even though I told you to have me. <laughs> okay, yeah, she did, but I also wanted her to be like the first guest, so yes. Hey, I, I absolutely love supporting your endeavors, as small or big as they may be, and oh. it honestly has been so much fun. It's been so much fun to just be able to catch up with you and... To record one of our, I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times we have in our college, shared a college experience, sat on the ground in the hallway speaking until, I know, I know. I don't even know, three in the morning? I found it. I found another video. I found another video of us like in the alumni hallway. And oh just gosh. talking till three in the morning, guys. I brought out my comforter because we were talking for so long that yes. I was just like, we're just gonna sleep yes. here in the hallway. And we wanted to respect <laughs> our um, <laughs> respect our the normal hours of sleep of our wonderful roommates. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Good connection. Times. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, I can't beautiful wait till we're out of here. Then I can find you and hug you. <laughs> oh my gosh! You, oh, you know I'm gonna come running. Yes, running and squeeze you. Yes. All right, Christina, good to talk to you. I hope to talk to you very soon. (laughs) I hope to talk to you soon as well. Bye. And thank you so much. Bye. Love you.